0: All right, so it is the first week of school. How many of you are in a new school that you've never been in? This is your first week in a new school. Some of you guys moving into high school, some of you have moved into town, but you're in a new school. I want to kind of get a feel. I've been asking everybody, how's the first week of school? I want to get a feel for how the first week of school was. If you say the first couple days were pretty good, raise your hand, pretty good, pretty good. All right, awesome, raise your hand. First couple days were awesome. How many of you are like, the first couple days are school? (laughs) Yeah, it's just school, right? I talked to somebody earlier, Colby was like, you know, it was cool for the first 10 minutes, and I was like, oh man, I want summer back. Uh, So, hey, I know how it goes. How many of you forgot your locker combo at some point this week? All right, all right. How many of you, let's be honest, how many of you guys got lost at some point this week? Did anyone walk in and sit down in the wrong classroom? You sat down in the wrong classroom. Yep, yep, that's bad. How many of you had homework? Anyone have homework already? Man, what is wrong with teachers these days, right? Right, seriously. Hey, one big question. Everybody look up here, everybody look up here. One big question that I want every one of you to kind of think about and process and ask yourself, and we're going to think about this and look over it for the next couple of minutes, what is this year going to look like? What is this year going to look like? Because you're starting a bunch of routines and a bunch of habits and stuff like that, and a lot of people, as you can see back here, what happens is a lot of people repeat the same thing that happened a year ago. I talk about this a lot when it comes to the start of a school year. People go through the same cycle. They do the same things that didn't work last year, but for some reason we get into the same routine, the same rut, the same cycle, and we repeat the same things that happen. And some of you guys, maybe you had an experience this summer, maybe you went to beach retreat, had an encounter with God, and you said, I'm not going to do the same thing as I did last year. This is your chance to do something different. Because this is the time for all of us, I can tell you this because I've been doing this uh, for a while now. I've been uh, here at the North Campus for 12 years, okay? For a long time working with students and I've seen it year in and year out that this is the time that a lot of students begin to make the decisions that shape how this year is gonna go. So how is this year gonna go for you. A lot of people make the same mistakes. They repeat the same mistakes year after year after year, and their year ends up looking a little bit like what this video shows. You got. Some of them you were thinking, hey, this guy's doing awesome, right? And then it, the failure happens. But here's what happens. A lot of people, they might start out well, but over these next couple of weeks, you start to see the failure come. Now, how many of you guys, when you watch that video, like you feel pain for just a second? Like something happens, they hit, and you're like, oh, like you can feel it in your body. That's right. Here's the thing, I don't want any of you to experience that in your life this year, not just like hitting your face and breaking your neck and stuff like that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about I don't want you guys to look back at the end of this year and experience failure where you say, man, I had a chance and I made a big mistake. Some of you guys can repeat the same cycle, but I wanna challenge you to not do the same thing. I want you guys to have the best year ever. I want everybody to have a win in your life this year. So here's how we're gonna do this. We're gonna practice, here's what I'm gonna do. In just a second, I'm gonna tell everybody to stand up. We're gonna practice winning. You are not allowed to sit down until you've won a game of rock, paper, scissors. You have to win. You cannot sit down until you win. Once you win, you sit down. On your mark, say go. Hurry up, go. Go, go. go. I want everybody to winner, to be a winner. If you don't know, it's rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Once you win, you sit down. If you lose, you have to stay standing. If you lose, you have to stay standing. If you lose, you have to stay standing. You lose, you to stay standing. Come on, have you lost? You haven't won one yet? Come on, you got to win. Here, come on. Come on. You got me. She wins. All right. Who hasn't won one yet? Who hasn't won one yet? Who hasn't won one yet? If you have not won yet, you're not allowed to sit down until you've won. All right, everybody go against me right here. If you haven't won yet, you can go against me. Ready? Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. You didn't beat me? All right. Here we go, we're going to do it. All right, rock, paper, scissors, shoot. If you got scissors, sit down. All right. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. All right, I'm going to go with rock this time, okay? So all you going to do is paper, all right? Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Good job, everybody won, all right. Here's the thing, I wanted every one of you Look up here. I wanted every one of you to be a winner. Did you not do paper? I gave you the answer. Here we go, paper, all right, you can do paper. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Yeah, you got it, all right, congratulations. He's like, I didn't win, I gave you the answer. Cheating on the test and you can't do it, so. Um, All right, so here's the deal. I want everyone to have a win this year. I want you to be able to look back nine months from now when school is out. I know it seems like a long time, but it's not that long. It's going to go by like that, right? I want you to look back nine months from now, and I want you to say, what an incredible year. I want you to say, I've moved forward in ways that I never have in my life before because of the, thing, the decisions you make right now will determine whether or not you say that nine months from now, all right? So I have a couple of cautions, a couple of cautions for you guys tonight. As we start out the school year, This back-to-school bash, I have a couple of cautions for you tonight. And first first of all, I want you to know that these cautions are based on the idea that there is a vacuum in every one of your lives that's constantly pulling and trying to suck you in to different vacuums. Now, here's what that looks like. How many of you guys, you're an athlete, that's your thing, you play sports, okay? Then you guys know this. If that's your thing, you guys know this. You know that if you do not work out, are you going to get better, stay the same, or get worse? You're going to get worse because static, doing nothing, does not keep you the same. It actually pulls you backward. So if you are a bodybuilder and you stopped lifting weights for 10 years, you didn't do any kind of workout for 10 years, you're not going to be in the same place and you're definitely not gonna be forward, you're gonna have gone back. If you don't work out for nine months, that's what's gonna happen. There are things that are going to try to suck you in and pull you in, so here are the cautions that I don't want you to get sucked into. The first thing I don't want you to get sucked into, I don't want you to get sucked into the wrong places. The wrong places. Everybody say places. places, because the places you go in a lot of ways are going to determine a lot of things about this next year in your life. So many people get sucked in to the wrong. Places. How many of you guys have been in a big mob crowd? Raise your hand if you've ever been in a big mob crowd. You know if you've been in a big mob crowd. I was there in a big mob crowd last week on a subway in Rio, and here's what happens. When there's a crowd and the crowd starts moving, it is very, very difficult to move a different direction. Back when I was uh, in, in living in Salt Lake City, Utah, I went, I went skiing for the first time. I had some friends that were really good skiers. I wasn't a very good skier. First time skiing, and I decided I was going to go out on some blue slopes. Well, it was getting a little, little heavy for me for a first timer. So, but if you don't know, blues are kind of the middle. You got green, then blue, then black. So I was kind of in that middle realm and I said, I need to go over to some greens. They said, well, there's this trail we got to go on to get over to the green slopes. But here's the problem. This trail was super narrow. Super narrow. And on one side of this trail was a cliff. And I was like, I don't want to go down that trail. I'll I'll just keep going down this trail. They said, that's a dangerous trail because it's going to take you to a place you don't want to be. But if you want to go to where you need to be, to where there's open space on a green ski run, then you need to go down this trail. It wasn't easy. It wasn't comfortable. It was a little scary. And by the way, there weren't a whole lot of people on the trail except for me and a couple of my buddies because we were trying to get to the right place. And we get to the end of this trail. I'm looking ahead. You know, I'm here, and he's like at the back wall, right? He's that far ahead of me on this skinny trail, and he he gets to the edge as far as I could see. You know, there's like a drop down, and he go, I go, is that just like a cliff up there? And he goes, dude, check it out. And he like jumps off this thing. It looks like he jumped off a cliff, and I was like, I don't, I'm going to die. That, that's what's going to happen. But here's the thing. I knew that to get to where I wanted to be, I had to go through the right path. I had to go on the right, through the right place and be in the right place. Matthew chapter seven says, enter through the narrow gate. The gate is wide and the road is broad that leads to destruction. And there are many who enter through it. Now listen to this. It says, the gate is wide and the road is broad that leads to de- destruction. There are a lot of people going a certain direction. And by the way, that direction leads to, what was the word? Destruction, very good. Some people paying very good attention. That wide road leads to destruction. There are a whole lot of people that are going to be traveling that road in your life. By the way, there are going to be a whole lot of people traveling that road in your school. There are going to be a whole lot of people traveling that road, maybe people that you've walked with even through the summer. There are going to be a whole lot of people traveling that road. But listen to this. It says, the gate is small and the way is narrow that leads to life and few find it. Don't get sucked into the wrong place. Doesn't matter how many people are on a road, doesn't matter how many people are going to a certain place, none of those things matter. Go in the place you know you're supposed to be because there is a way that leads to life. And if you've encountered Jesus Christ this summer or in your life, then I want you to know that there is life, not just eternal life, not just like I'm gonna die if I go one place and not die, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about where you lay your head down on the pillow at the end of the night and you say, that was a great day. Or you lay your head down on a pillow and you say, Man, I regret that. There's a whole lot of people that lay their head down. They're on the wide road. A lot of other people are going down and they lay their head down and they're empty and they have regret and pain and shame and all that other kind of stuff because they went on the wide road. He says, narrow is the way that leads to life. You have to choose a path. I want to challenge you to choose that path right now. Choose that path right now. Which one are you going to go down? The next one is don't get sucked in with the wrong people. The first one, don't get sucked into the wrong places. Next one, don't get sucked in with the wrong people. Proverbs 13, verse 20 says this. It says, walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. 1 Corinthians 15, says, do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Now, a whole lot of people might ask, you know, you know, I can go to the wrong places and not get in trouble. And I can hang out with the wrong people and not get in trouble. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. Bad company, don't be misled, don't be fooled. He said, don't be foolish, don't think wrongly about this because bad company corrupts good character. You need to surround yourself with the right people. And here's the thing, I love that you guys are all here right now because there's a lot of people around you who can be the right people in your life. Now, I will say, there may be some people in here that, you know, eh, they're they're still trying to figure this thing out and you get to be the right people for them, okay? Okay. But here's the thing, there are some great people here. Surround yourself with the right people. I love that you're here surrounding yourself with the right people today. I want to challenge you to find fun people, people that you enjoy. There are some people who walk around and they might say, yeah, I'm a Christian, but they walk around and nobody wants to be the, you know, nobody wants to be like them. Because they walk around, yeah, I'm a Christian. And they're just kind of like mean and they're not nice and they're not fun. Don't, don't be one of those people and don't find those people. There's lots of fun people in this room, and you can have lots of fun with people on the right path, doing the right thing at the right time. Now, here's the thing I want you to know. Walking with Jesus is not just about what you do. It's about who you are. So even though I'm talking about some of the things you do, it has to be about who you are. And I don't want anyone to think that following Jesus is all about rules and regulations. That's not how it is. It's about a relationship with Jesus. But listen, I've been married to my wife for 13 years. 13 years. I married her 13 years ago. I do things for my wife because I love my wife. I live differently because I love my wife. There are certain things I will not do because I love my wife, not just because I'm married and I wear a ring, but because I love my wife. So that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about, that you do certain things out of a relationship with God because you love Him, not because you have to, not because you're obligated. What if every day at 9 a.m. I called my wife and said, I love you, and she said, why? And I said, because I married you. She said, why do you tell me you love me? Because I have to. All the girls are like, what a jerk, right? No, I don't do that to my wife. I tell my wife I love her because I love her. Some people think that all these things are about rules and regulations. These things I'm trying to encourage you and challenge you to help you grow in a relationship with God. It's not about rules and regulations. It's about a relationship. And because you have relationship, it changes the way you live. I don't tell other girls, I don't don't walk up to other girls and give them a kiss because I love my wife and I'm married to my wife and that's for her. So I treat other people differently because of that. You guys understand the difference? I don't want you to get confused. Find fun people. And by the way, be a fun person, right? Be a fun person. If you walk around and never smile, that's not not fun. If you're like, well, I just, you know, I'm kind of a sad person, then find fun people and maybe you can have a little bit more fun or come talk to us and we'll help you find joy in Christ, all right? So don't get sucked into the wrong what? First one? Places, Places. don't get sucked in with the wrong People. people. Last thing, last thing, don't get sucked in to the wrong priorities. Don't get sucked into the wrong priorities. How do you know what's most important to people? By their actions, things they talk about, the things they spend, or the people they spend time with, right? You guys have all seen it. You guys have seen it a million times. There are so many people that are trying to sell you on what's most important. Now, some of you guys, and and you'll you'll know what I'm talking about, some of you guys have seen it because you had a friend, like they were your best friend, and then that best friend got like a boyfriend or girlfriend and your best friend all of a sudden like, peace, right? And you're like, hey, remember when we were friends? That was cool. (laughs) Jerk. Right? Anyone ever experienced that? You kind of had, oh, you don't raise your hand. That person's probably sitting around, you know, being mad at you for raising your hand. All right. But you know what's important to people based on what they spend time on. There are advertisers that are trying to sell you on things to spend your time on. You're going to have coaches, you're going to have teachers, you're going to have parents, you're going to have a whole lot of people, you're going to have friends, you're going to have boyfriends girlfriends that are trying to sell you on certain things. By the way, if you have a boyfriend or girlfriend and they're like telling you not to hang out with your friends and they're more important than anything else and stuff, just tell them to shut up. Be like, dude, we're in like middle school, high school, shut up. We're done. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm not trying to tell you to do that. But... There are a whole lot of things that can be a priority in your life. The things you spend time on, the people you spend time with show your priorities. Now, there are certain things, I want you to know, there are certain things you have to do. If you play a sport, guess what? I I mentioned coaches are trying to tell you to, to dedicate your life to some of the things that are most important. If you play a sport, guess what? You should like go to practice. It's a good thing for you to go to practice. You need to show up to games and things like that. That kind of stuff is really important. But I have seen some people that their life is completely controlled by coaches. I have seen people that their life is completely controlled by homework and things like that. They don't do anything other than homework. I'm proud of every one of you tonight for being here, making it a priority to be here. And I wanna challenge you that it is really important. Now, I said just a minute ago that I got to go to the Olympics. I have a couple pictures I want to show you guys. Uh, I was in Rio the uh, last couple weeks. That's Fred. I went with him. He's been to like 47 Olympics. Not really 27, but he's been since 1988. Uh, that was one of the first days by the volleyball beach volleyball court. Go to the next one. Uh, that's me. I was repping the American flag everywhere I went. People thought I was Michael Phelps. It was awesome. Um, uh, no joke. Uh, I had a guy say, can I take a picture? Congratulations. Well done. I was, Thank you. Um, Next picture, uh, I got to hold the torch, the Olympic torch. It was amazing. Okay, next one. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. How many of you guys wish your lunchroom had that? That's right. So right down, right down the street from our, from our hostel that we stayed in. I Notice I didn't say hotel, hostel that we stayed in. There was a place that made pizza that you could split. Half and half, and it was amazing. Anyone like chocolate-covered strawberries? Oh yeah, have it on a pizza. It's amazing, okay? Uh, there's not like pizza sauce under that. Go to the next one. It was amazing. So, this was one of our views at a place called the USA House. It's where all the athletes and their families and stuff get to go and they get to hang out. Uh, we got to go in and that was the view from the top uh, level. It was beautiful. Go to the next photo. Uh, that's Christian Taylor. He was the Olympic gold medalist. And uh, that is real gold, unlike the one Dylan had the other day. And by the way, I bought a plastic one for my kids. It's awesome. It looks the same. All right, go to the next one. Uh, this is one of the guys I got to share Christ with. His name's John. He lives in San Diego, and he, uh, he gave his life to Christ. Uh, I got to pray with him to receive Christ while we were there. It was incredible. Go to the next one. I got to see the statue. Now, I want you to, uh, it's Christ the Redeemer statue. Go to the next one. This is the view off the top. It is. 2,000 feet in the air, basically off a straight cliff. It is amazing how high that thing is. Go to the next one. That was my lunchtime view. I got to eat lunch sitting on a patio, and that was my view. It was, it was cool. And then uh, that may be the last one. Is there more? Oh, it's another guy that received Christ. His name is Leonardo. Uh, he prayed to receive Christ. He was really stoked about it. It was cool. Next one, Kayla Harrison. Anyone know what she does? Judo, okay, she got a gold medal in judo. Next one, anyone know who this guy is? Clayton Murphy, no, nobody? All right, he got the bronze medal, but all right, that was the last one. He got the bronze medal in 800 meters. First time we've had uh, a medal in 800 meters in like forever, okay? Um, but one of the things that we did, we had these pins we got to tell people, about Jesus, and, and these pins had flags representing the world, and I would tell them that God made the world, God created you, and I would point at people and I'd say, God created you, and I want you to know that God created you. He has a plan and a purpose for you. You're not an accident. He created you with a plan and a purpose. And then I'd talk about the different colors and what they represented. There's different colors on this thing. There's black that represents sin and us being separated from God because we choose to go our own way. And there's red that represents the blood of Jesus because God loves you, and me so much, he sent his son to die a death that you and I deserve so that we could have life in him. Green represents growth and being in relationship with him, that we can, once we're in relationship with him, we're washed clean of our sins, we can have a relationship with him, we can grow. But in the middle of this whole thing is gold. And I would tell people that everybody comes to the Olympics for gold. The athletes come to find that to win what's most important, right? The most valuable thing they can win is the gold medal. That's what's most important. But everyone on the face of the earth wants what's most valuable. We're willing to give up our lives for what's most valuable. I wanna challenge you in this school year to give up your time for what's most valuable. Now, that might mean you wake up a little bit earlier and spend time reading the Bible because you need to start that way. Maybe you wake up in the morning and just say, God, this is a new day from you. I give this day to you, help me to live for you today. And you say that, it takes eight seconds to say that, and it starts your day on the right foot but you would start dedicating some time in the same way you would with homework and the same way you would with other things, you dedicate time to grow in your relationship with God this year. And if you do some of these things, I believe that you won't repeat some of the things that maybe you've done in the past. And I got to talk to many people about what was most important to me in my life, and I got to share and lead many people to Christ this last couple weeks at, at the Olympics because they realized that I was talking about something that they needed. Listen to this, Matthew 13:44 it says, The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again, and in his joy, he went and sold all he had so he could buy that field. Out of all the things that you have planned for this year, are you planning for what's most important? Out of all the things that you're putting into your schedule, are you putting into your schedule what's most important? You guys can grow in your relationship with God this year like never before. I'm proud of every single one of you for being here tonight, putting this into your schedule. Please do that every week so that you can grow because we get to see students who do that, who put the priorities right. We get to see them take steps forward in their relationship with God. But I want to challenge you as we pray. The band's going to start coming up in just a moment as we pray. I wanna challenge you to do a couple things. If you're in relationship with God through Jesus Christ, you've already turned your life over to Him. I wanna challenge you to take this next few moments and pray. This first song, you pray. You might gather some friends around you and say, hey, we're gonna make this year better than ever. As we walk with Christ, we're gonna make this year better than ever. Maybe you even come up to the front and you get on your knees and you pray with your friends. Maybe you pray by yourself. I wanna challenge you during this first song, if that's you, to pray and ask God to show you some of the things that you can do in your life to grow and make this year the best year yet. Some of you in this room have never given your life to Jesus. You've never started a relationship with God. I want you to know that God loves you. And this year, you can start a new relationship with God. And if that's you, in just a moment, I'm going to give you a chance to pray and invite Him into your life and say, God, I need you. Come into my life and make me new, and He will. The Bible says, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. Will you bow your heads for just a moment? If you have a relationship with God, you're 100% confident that you have a relationship with God, you've turned your life over to Him already. And you say, I, I know that I have that relationship and I know that this year, I wanna make this year unlike any other year and move forward in my relationship with God unlike any other year. Then you take this time to pray and just a moment, after we all pray together and the music starts playing, you might gather some friends. You might come by yourself, you might sit there, you might come up front, but I want to challenge you to take some time to pray and just ask God to help you start this year the right way so that you can finish this year the right way. For some of you in this room, I know that there are some people in this room, you've never turned your life over to God. Maybe you didn't know that God created you and loves you. He loves you so much that even though you were separated from Him and you and I both deserved to be separated from him. He sent his son, Jesus, to die a death that you and I deserved. A real man that lived 2,000 years ago, that died 2,000 years ago, and that was raised to life 2,000 years ago. A real man did that for you. The son of God, Jesus Christ, did that for you. And all you have to do is accept the forgiveness of your sins, accept what he did for you, and give your life to God. And if you believe that and you want to make him Lord of your life tonight and start a new relationship with God as you start this school year, I want to challenge you in your heart to God, not in your head, not in your mind, but in your heart to God, you can give your life to him right now. And if you want to do that, you can just pray this after me. Say, God, in the best way, I know how. From your heart, say, God, in the best way, I know how I give you my life. Thank you, God, that you love me. Thank you for sending your son to die for me. God, I turn from living my way and I want to live for you for the rest of my life. God, come into my life and make me brand new and help me to never, ever, ever be the same again.